Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Digital Markets Act is major EU legislation which hopes to prevent monopolistic behaviour by giant technology companies. It even allows private litigation to be brought against them for the first time. And it is especially important in Ireland as most of these firms are headquartered here. This week, the first stage of the DMA came into force this week with the naming of so-called gatekeepers. These are the extremely large technology companies that the Commission says will have to police the act. They include the usual suspects of Apple, Meta, Alphabet, TikTok owners, ByteDance. But will they change their behaviour to meet the new rules? Gene Kelly from Brown Jacobson is on the line. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Tell us more about the, D- uh, the DMA. Well, it's um, it's a mammoth piece of legislation and it's been much anticipated and much lobbied against and about for the last number of years. It's, I can imagine um, the lobbying. Assist- <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fierce. Um, it is a twin piece of legislation, if you like, to the Digital Services Act, and it is an attempt by the European Union to promote greater competition in digital markets. And really, it's about ensuring more choice for us all as consumers. There was a perceived inability of the existing competition laws to regulate effectively um, large tech. And so the European Commission has set out its stall and said, if you're trading on our market, these are our rules. And the initial gatekeepers, as you said in your intro, Joe, have been identified. And they are reacting in a various mix of ways to that identification, which won't be a surprise to any of them. Um, There are no big European technology giants. Um, All the companies I named above are non-European, most of them American. I suppose some people would say this is an attempt by Europe to kind of stifle the growth of the big American tech giants. That was certainly the reaction of um, the US to these proposals when they first came out. Although, interestingly, uh, there are more and more US laws uh, coming into force, which look closer to the DMA. Um, So maybe kind of time is a great healer and changes people's attitude to laws. Um, I think the hope of the European Commission, time will tell whether that'll be borne out or not, is that laws like this will enable startups to gain market share more readily um, and will prevent incumbents having what they call an entrenched position in the market. So the hope is that in 20 years time when we're doing this interview, there will be um, giants who are EU in origin. We'll see. Yes, indeed. And of course, I mentioned also that Ireland has an outsized role in this, given that all these giant companies have their European headquarters here. Yes, that's right. Almost every one of these uh, companies has very significant um, policy, legal um, and enforcement kind of teams here. So um, absolutely a lot of Irish voices in the lobbying and in the statements from all the various companies over the last few days. So um, the, the fines yes, it's, very, could, it's the, very important. The, the fines are huge. The fines mm. could be huge if these big gatekeepers engage in anti-competitive behaviour. It could be up to, is it up to 10% of their global turnover? Yes, and it can be more than that if there's re- if they're repeated sinners. And um, now, to be fair, the existing competition laws already had very um, high turnover, worldwide turnover-based fines. However, um, it was seen and and is seen by many as a, a somewhat slow process in terms of um, remedying behaviours of tech companies, etc. So, this is seen as much more um, infrastructural. In that, for example, um, you won't be able to sell a phone anymore which only has one default. Um, messaging system. You'll have to open up that walled garden and allow other messaging systems in there. So, so if you had you, Messenger on already pre-built into your phone, that would uh, that won't be allowed. You'll have to allow others in as well. 
Um, and so, um, does that mean you'll have no, no none none at the start when you take the box out of the phone? Oh, sorry, the phone no, out I of the box. Think, <laughs> I don't think they've operationalized it to that degree yet. Uh, it's a good question. Um, you'll certainly have to make one available. Whether they'll be allowed to have one on default or not, I think will be kind of set out over the next six months or so. All these companies that have been designated have six months to comply. Um, so the rubber's going to hit the road. Now, they've all been preparing and they've all known this is coming and some of them will even litigate about their designation. And um, There's noises already about some companies' reaction to this. So it's far from it's far from over. It's probably just the opening shot, really, from the European Commission. You mentioned litigation. Uh, tell us more about these private litigation that the DMA uh, provides for. Um, it's really... It's similar, I suppose, really to what you have under data protection legislation. It's not something um, it's not something that I particularly forecast is going to be um, a significant part of DMA. It's more the operational side about um, having, I mean, there will be litigation to the extent that companies breach it and people can show loss. There's always litigation around that. But I think where you're going to see more significant legislation is um, where you're going to see more significant litigation, I should say, is from the companies themselves around their designation. And they're going to challenge it because some of these calls that the European Commission has to make are economic and they're about market analysis. And in competition law, when people make those calls, you bring in expert witnesses to say, well, actually, you're defining the market incorrectly or you're being too liberal about how you um, define um, market power, etc. So I think that's really where you're going to see the direction of travel in this. Um, now, you are going to see um, kind of consumer bodies becoming more and more interested in this, and they're going to look for more and more products to be included. And some products kind of dodged the bullet, if you like. Now, that's not forever because Wait, what products these do you designations mean? can happen. So Samsung, for example, their um, search engine was initially on the draft list that the European Commission brought out and isn't on the final one. So something happened between the two mm. um, where Samsung were able to successfully say, we are not a gatekeeper, we're not that large, or this product isn't that successful. And it's it's almost humorous because these companies are having to say, actually, our products aren't sufficiently successful to be gen- uh, to be accounted as gatekeepers, and they're and they're doing that left, right, and centre. So Samsung managed to get off the list, if you like, and um, but it's not a list for all time. And the Commission can, in an ongoing way, designate companies and say you now have market power. Like for example, Booking.com isn't on the list, but if you're booking hotels. You know, from a consumer point of view, you would probably regard something like Booking.com as being close enough to a gatekeeper. Um, but they're not there yet, and they are a European company. Maybe one day they'll be uh, significantly large that they will be a gatekeeper too. Yes, and they are a Dutch company, Booking.com. Um, but a lot of the regulators, just final question, they're not really ready for this yet. This is, uh, when I say it coming into force, it's not really coming into force until March next year. Um, so but a lot of work needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, it's primarily going to be the European Commission itself that um, that enforces this legislation. I mean, they will be um, dealing with kind of local kind of national enforcement authorities as well, but it's primarily a commission gig. Um, and it's politically really important to the European Commission. If you saw Twitter over the last few days, all of the commissioners in this area and um, very vocally tweeting their views and their plans around this as they announce the list. And they announced one of the forums in which they... Um, announced list was Twitter itself. I saw that. I mean, Thierry Breton is the commissioner. Yes. Uh, he's been very vocal. I suppose politically it's, it's very wise for them to, to say we're standing up to big American technology companies. Yeah, Gene, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. That's Gene Kelly from Brown Jacobson. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.